everyone and welcome back to the She Can, She Did podcast and this bonus series focused solely on the theme We Can, We Will. Weather this COVID-19 storm as business owners, that is. On Tuesday afternoon, I had a chat with Sarah Richards, who has been on a journey like no other in recent weeks. As the founder of the world's largest female dive community that is Girls at Scuba, along with the plastic-free shop that is a waste-free world, if you came along to the London Midweek Jingle in December, you'll remember that Sarah revealed that her goal for 2020 was to move to Jordan to launch her mission to encourage more Arabic women to dive. On the 7th of March, therefore, Sarah and her boyfriend packed up their belongings, moved out of their home, got rid of their UK phones and made the move. A decision which she hoped would allow her to finally launch her mission whilst continuing to manage her two businesses and team remotely. A week into her life out there, however, Jordan went into what has been quoted as the most extreme lockdown in the world. And with travel disrupted all over the globe, Sarah's plans for the next 12 months went into disarray and Girls at Scuba's revenue fell by 80%. This is the extraordinary journey that Sarah's been on since then and her timely advice for all of us, business or no business, as we continue to adapt to this somewhat surreal chapter. As always, I really hope you enjoy it. I feel like you've got quite a story to tell. I kind of feel like I've watched it play out on Instagram. But um, what impact has coronavirus had on your immediate plans for the business? Um, how have the past few weeks played out for you? And where are you right now? Well, I guess it is a bit of a crazy story that we're going to have to try and compact because, as we said, it's kind of one to tell the kids. But um, I um, actually moved to Jordan um, about 10 days before this all happened. And I moved to Jordan um, with the business, also with my boyfriend. So personally, we packed up our house in the UK. We put everything into storage. You know, I even cancelled my phone contract, like all of those things. Like I was kind of out of England and ready to start a new chapter in Jordan. And what I was doing there was developing a side of one of my business, Girls at Scuba, to um, encourage more Arabic women to start scuba diving and to kind of open that idea into a space which has never been opened before. So I'd say... You know, I went out to Jordan not for like any kind of profitable projects or anything like that. It really was like a passion thing. And it really was just the right time in my life to, you know, start this new project. And then obviously, <laughs> no cliffhanger needed. Everyone knows what happens next. <laughs> and so, yeah, I think we'd been there about 10 days. And the plan was obviously to find an apartment to live. And um, once we heard the rumours that there was going to be lockdown in Jordan, we quickly grabbed like an Airbnb because we were in a hotel before that, um, which wouldn't have been ideal because they obviously closed them all. So the day we got an Airbnb, um, Jordan went into what's been now quoted as the most extreme lockdown in the world, where they did not let us outside at all, like not even to get food. So I think a lot of people that are in lockdown or um, quarantine have maybe experienced that they're allowed to go out once a day or allowed to exercise with Jordan. It was like, stay in your homes and don't even peek out your window. <laughs> get food? We couldn't. So we didn't have, we couldn't get any food. So the, the problem is, is obviously what the Jordanian government did, which is another story, I actually really commend them from what, what they did and the way they've um, worked with this, is 
they they aimed it more towards citizens. So, you know, you would have actually hopefully already had some food in your home but because we've just moved into an Airbnb. We literally had nothing. But when they, the rumour of the lockdown was about 24 hours beforehand. So we managed to go to the supermarket, but we didn't know how long lockdown was going to be. And the government also said that they were going to deliver bread and water to our houses, um, which they never did. So... <laughs> Yeah, it was extreme lockdown. I mean, there's lots of things to go into, but I mean, we won't go into it at the moment. Yeah, we're on a 20 minute schedule, Sarah. It's all on my YouTube channel, so if anyone's interested, they can. Yeah, yeah. But business wise, so um, I, I don't know, maybe some people would have listened to our podcast before, um, but I do run two businesses. I run Girls at Scuba, which is a scuba diving company for women to encourage more women to dive, and also run a plastic free company which um offers plastic free alternatives to like everyday products which is just here in the uk so what happened to the businesses was we had air girls at scuba we do trips we had 12 international trips this year with over about around 70 girls coming in the whole year and our next one was actually about to start on this Friday um so that one we had to postpone straight away um luckily all 14 girls all postponed and didn't cancel because it was a trip that was so um in the near future we'd already had to pay our full um not just the deposit but we'd had to pay the full amount to the provider and they couldn't give it to us back (laughs) so if somebody had cancelled then we literally would have just (laughs) had to give them the money back and it was just a very stressful time so just just to clarify then when when the girls postpone does that mean the money that you paid that trip organizer that they will postpone that so that you can rebook later down the line for free yeah okay we came to an agreement that what we would do is just literally take what we've already booked and then change it over to october so the girls don't need our own money we don't need our own money and nor does the provider so it's great for everybody yeah i did that with all of the venues for like brighton and cardiff venues like didn't lose the money that i paid but we'll just yeah get it and it is really good but it also doesn't it doesn't help for cash flow because it's something that you would have already um foreseen you know that money was coming in this month and now it's not so that was obviously um a little bit scary where, where else what else we have? so that's girls at scuba how else was that impacted because you've obviously got a massive community so in terms of you being i was i was going to ask you this anyway but like the leader of such a huge community who i'm sure are all all over the world all going through this probably at various levels how have you responded to I suppose the pressure to be the leader of that yeah it's been really hard actually because a lot of what we do well most of what we do is all social and we run very very big groups like Facebook groups are private female only Facebook group is 45,000 women and they do look to you and to your team for advice and recommendations and to begin with we had a lot of people asking like oh when can we go scuba diving again and I was just thinking like I just don't know how people think that I know this answer like I'm just (laughs) I'm just a girl from England like not having a clue just like the rest of you and you know we actually also had quite a lot of problems with where some countries people were posting still about their travel and their scuba diving experience which was very strange definitely for me when I was in complete lockdown not even able to leave the house people were still posting about scuba diving and we had to make the decision to actually decline all posts that related to travel so if anyone was like hey I'm looking to go to Bali next week we just had to 
literally decline it and tell them that we are not approving anything about travel. We are going with um, the guidelines and with the World Health Organization and we're fully supporting people to stay at home, um, which caused conflict because we did it straight away. Um, so conflict conflict within a usual um, very positive community was very hard, but we ultimately made the right decision. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I guess it's that kind of, I always think that like it falls on you to sometimes you have to make those decisions, but like in the long run, people will thank you for it. And ultimately you can like emerge from this knowing that your values and everything that you stand for, like you, it was the safety of everyone that you're looking out yeah, for, right? Yeah, exactly. Definitely. I, I think already people now you know like oh well done for getting on that first and another thing we tried to get on very quickly as well was you know mainly from my my experience being a small business owner it was just jumping straight on to the businesses that needed help so straight away we kind of released like threads in every one of our groups just saying if you need help right now if you need support just comment on this and we actively promoted it told the members to be looking at it every day and there's hundreds and hundreds of comments you know and just providing a platform that people can actually ask for help for whereas before girls at scuba we would never allow kind of promotion because it's all just people trying to get free promotion but we're quickly trying to change those guidelines and allowed small businesses even just to be like it's really hard you know what do you think is going to happen like just having an outlet to talk so that's been really nice and what about for a waste-free world how has it impacted sales there because you're obviously promoting all these small businesses but you are also a shop like you've got a shop to run as well so how have you kind of seen that impacted I think with the waste-free world I think that Ultimately, it should be doing better than it is because we sell plastic-free like beauty products, kitchen products, home products. So we sell a lot of soap and we sell shampoo, we sell washing up liquid, we sell the things that actually what I was hearing anyway from friends and family back home was you couldn't get in the supermarkets. But I think our problem was is that a waste-free world started 10 months ago. And we're just not at the position yet. We're not developed enough yet for people to be like, oh, cool, I'm going to go on a waste free well because I can't get soap. You know, they might type in soap online and they might get it from Amazon or they might get it from a big company. We're just so far down the ladder at the moment. So while it is steady, it's not, you know, it's definitely not making any money still, but it is sustaining the staff, which is a really good thing. I think that's like one of the absolute... It's one of the most frustrating things as like a small business owner is that like when you have something that is genuinely of value, but like SEO and Google analytics and stuff, and it just, you just can't compete at all. In terms of practical steps then, although I think we should actually set the scene. So you're obviously not in Jordan anymore. Talk us through what happened over the past couple of weeks and and we'll then talk about priorities right now. Yeah. So as Jordan kind of got more and more strict with its lockdown and things became a little bit harder for us, we couldn't understand the news. We didn't know what was going on. We kind of started to hear that the embassies were trying to help nationals out. So I reached out to the UK embassy. They said that they were going to put on a flight, which kept getting delayed, cancelled, delayed, cancelled. But anyway, we managed to get home. The most expensive flight I've ever, ever paid for in my life. <laughs> People that are saying that the embassies are paying for the flights, it's not true. They're helping out and they're doing an amazing job, but they're not paying for it. Oh, don't worry. My sister, like I said to you the other day, was on Mount Everest. She'd thankfully just got to base camp. And the next day, I think she had to spend like two and a half grand to come home. Like, and even then, like, she thankfully checked her emails on the mountain and had two hours to, like, hike to a certain point, get airlifted off the mountain, and they were only doing that one flight back, and thankfully she got on it, but it was extortionate. That is crazy, yeah. 
it's a, yeah, it's the same. It's that it's in the thousands, and um, it's definitely a time that you can't afford to spend thousands of pounds. But you kind of in a position you have to come home. So we got a rescue flight home um, on Thursday. Now it's Tuesday. So now I have no office. <laughs> I have no at home. <laughs> I'm living with my boyfriend's parents, um, which is amazing. And they cook us dinner. So it's all good. But, you know, yeah, I kind of had like a year's worth of planning to move to Jordan. And now I'm back. And I haven't really started thinking about what I'm going to do. But for me then I think like one of the hardest things about running a business in general but I can imagine even more so now is when your personal life is up in turmoil like that whole move Mm. is I can just only imagine like how stressful that was so how did you go about juggling the fact that you're yeah you have all of that going on that ultimately like you know it was your choice to go to Jordan it hasn't gone to plan with the fact that you've got this global community to look after a shop etc etc and what's your advice for business owners going through that at the moment that are listening to this right now and potentially have a business to run are trying to get to grips with this coronavirus situation we found ourselves in and are also really struggling in their personal life yeah I mean it's obviously very very overwhelming and almost impossible to try and deal with everything at once so I mean the best you can do is just not it's just to try and deal with everything kind of as it comes I feel like you know I've heard people on your podcast mentioned it before as well like because we have no end date it's very hard to know like to make plans and everything and that's the only thing we really can do is kind of think about what's going on now but I don't know I actually said to my boyfriend yesterday because we were you know he was going through a bit of a a panic as well and, and I actually said to him like my number one priority is my businesses like whatever happens because I've spent my whole you know the whole last five years of my life and I've dedicated my whole entire life especially to girls at scuba and I will not let it go down without a fight there is no way I will let my business go down because of this and I've got such an amazing supporting supportive boyfriend and family around me that they know that 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 you have to just deal with me if I'm going to be horrible if I'm going to be stressed because my business is my priority like I'm lucky that I've got my health if my health was a problem that would be my priority but I think it's okay to also put your business at first I always think that I don't think there's any shame with that I sometimes see posts about you know like your identity shouldn't be your business and you shouldn't rely solely on your business and I get I I do genuinely get that but a massive part of my identity is work like I love it and I always think that like if if I, I feel like the same like we haven't worked this hard <clears throat> excuse me getting all emotional no we have we haven't worked this hard genuinely for this like to let this win kind of thing and I so see like your story and how much you put into girls at scuba I feel like really confident in the fact that you will find a way to make this work so in terms of like where you are now obviously you're back in Devon I've spied the beams I feel like you're literally living like the country life right now <laughs> what are your priorities now that you're home like where's your head at right now well, I'm waiting for this amazing idea to come into my head and me be like, oh, yeah, of course, there we go. <laughs> um, it hasn't happened. Um, <laughs> I, my priorities are to think outside the box, um, to start thinking of ways that we can kind of reach our community um, in a time when we're not scuba diving. So I don't know what that's going to be yet. My priority is to um, maintain 
like maintain the business and keep it going as normal <laughs> to do all of the things like I know a lot of people are like oh yeah I'm going to start this project that I've always wanted to start like yeah definitely but also just keep going just everything as it was keep it going and all of the things that we would have usually done to maintain those as well as the new ideas so my priorities is just to uh, keep the business and find new ways who knows it must be kind of comforting don't get me wrong like I know like you said there's no end date but it must be quite comforting knowing that people are ever so many people I've spoken to when it's like what are you going to do when this is over they're like book a holiday book a holiday and it's like there will be a travel boom that girls at scuba are going to thrive off right yeah exactly I mean that's what I'm thinking as well you know like that was never really a massive side of the business that we'd always kind of pushed like trips we were very very lucky would be sold out in 24 hours and then they'd all just be sold out for the whole year so but now maybe we can look more into that and see where people want to go what people want to do what budget they have so yeah definitely but I don't want to jump the gun I don't we don't know when it's going to be and um, I take my influence very seriously within the community and I'm not advising people to travel at the moment and so I won't be promoting anything for now. No, I love that. You've mentioned your team briefly earlier. How are you dealing with the fact that you can't access a team? You're all dotted all over the place. Again, you know, ultimately as boss, they're looking to you for answers. What's that communication been like over the past few weeks and what are you kind of saying to them, I guess? Well, I think um, as kind of a digital business it's something that we've always done so we've always just actually communicated online as a team so nothing has changed there at all um I feel like the staff have been so understanding they of course look look to me for leadership but aren't looking to me for answers because they know that I don't have them as like everyone else in the world um so the team dynamic hasn't changed too much I would say actually we've got closer because we talk about more personal things whereas before it was like so much work you just talk about work whereas now we're talking about more personal situations which is really nice because I, I think I forget to do that sometimes with the staff I forget to be like you know hey we're all or like normal people so that hasn't changed unfortunately we have had to let one team member go but we just put her on pause like she's not gone <laughs> it's just pause for now um until we can pick ourselves back up again and earn more of an income I mean I probably should have said it earlier on but I've, I think we've probably lost around 80% of our income um we've had sponsors um drop out like pause <laughs> a lot of what we relied on was like affiliate sales from people booking scuba holidays so a huge huge chunk of our income has gone so we actually rely on the we have like a little merchandise store online and we rely on that at the moment so as long as royal mail keeps going yeah. we're all right. that basically just pays the staff to keep all the staff on um i've taken off my salary so just don't pay myself um and yeah basically the staff are like some are even volunteering because they know that I can't pay them at the moment which is amazing I mean that just to me is like a testament to the fact that you've got a good team and you're clearly like an amazing boss to work for do you know what I mean that they're willing to do that (laughs) (laughs) no I think like you said though like in terms of I know so many founders are taking that cut financially at the moment like in terms of not paying themselves and like we were saying I guess silver lining is the fact that we're all inside there's nothing to spend money on right now bar bills if now's the time to take the cut financially at least there's nothing to spend it on there's no like temptations you know absolutely in terms of moving forward then looking after yourself if 80% of the revenue has gone having to have those conversations with staff if you have to put them on pause for a bit their contracts how are you looking after yourself 
throughout all of this because what a few weeks right like that's such an overwhelming set of circumstances you've been through yeah I don't I mean obviously I knew you're gonna ask me this but I don't actually know because I feel like I've been so like caught up like being in lockdown in Jordan we're in lockdown for 17 days and now we've had to come straight back into quarantine here in the UK because we've been um, exposed to so many people on the flight so at the end of this we would have done five weeks of um, lockdown so I I don't know really how I'm looking after myself because I think I'm just dealing with it each day and I, I it, every day just seems to go really fast and and I forget where I am I have like crazy dreams still like a little bit jet lagged and a different like cycle and it's full moon today <laughs> um so I, I don't know I don't know yet I hope that maybe I can give that answer at a different time but the thing is though it's like again I think that's so normal and like I'm so can relate on the crazy dreams I feel like my dreams have been all over the place in the past couple of weeks and I like wake up and I feel drained from the minute I wake up because it's been such a crazy dream but I have seen that and I think it's like a completely normal thing I think that question when I threw it in there was always I always kind of predicted that these were going to be the answers because it is it's just such a surreal time that we're all no one knows what to make of it right so every day some days I wake up and I'm like oh let's go and then other days it's like oh god's sake it's like yesterday I don't know what happened yesterday but my head was was not there um but so I can completely relate I guess it's such a good test to, for a relationship so if you two can survive five weeks in lockdown you're, you're set right no it's actually been lovely I've really enjoyed spending so much time with him because my lifestyle before is so hectic and I yeah I've never spent this much time with him and we're getting married next year and we said you know like this is it's an amazing test like you just to confirm just before we say I do if you're the right person yeah exactly so good um if you could offer any business owners listening to this any advice and Sarah right now doesn't matter what kind of business they're running what would you say I'd say don't compare yourself to anybody because I think that's the biggest thing that we all do, um, especially as like small female business owners. Like we're all so hot on social media that you can wake up in the morning, look on social media and see that somebody is doing really well and you're not. And that can just knock you down for the whole day. I think there's no rule book to this. So there is no what's right what's right what's wrong like what chapter you're on what chapter you're not on um I think comparison can really really just control us mm. so to try and limit the negative things um you know surround yourself with positive things like listening to your podcast it's so inspiring because people are so honest and that's what you need like you don't really need someone telling you that they've baked two breads they've done two workouts and they've just come up with their next business idea yeah. <laughs> It's just not reality for everyone. It's so true if I see another banana bread. But equally, I love banana bread. So I'm like, oh, just, yeah. I'm just happy for someone else to bake it for me. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think that's so, so true. There's so much noise out there. And I think that like, yeah, the comparison thing, it's it's one of those pieces of advice. So we all know it's the right advice, right? But sometimes it's so hard to just put that into practice. And it is just constantly like reminding yourself that, it really is. What's that quote? Is it comparison thief of joy? Comparison's a thief of joy. <laughs> we'll, we'll roll with that. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's that's completely true. Any other advice? Um, I did just think of something. Now it's gone. Um, oh yeah, it's totally okay to not be okay. Mm. Um, I think that yeah, again, everyone deals with that stuff differently. And if you can't even get out of bed in the morning. It's okay, and you have to be like forgiving on yourself and understanding on yourself that we've never gone through anything like this. Everyone's situation is different, 
and if you're if it's really hard for you or if it's really easy for you it's it's okay mm-hmm. um just don't be hard on yourself and and just listen to your body and your mind um I just can't imagine like mental health issues at the moment I just the pressure of this over anything is is huge the pressure to succeed in in such an unknown so be be easy on yourself and listen to yourself I love that I love that a lot once we're out of this then um lockdown's over people can travel again I kind of feel like I know the answer to what you're about to say but how are you going to reward yourself once we're out the other side I'm gonna get straight in the ocean (laughs) (laughs) see how the ocean is looking after this amazing break um, I'm going to go see the sharks and the, and the fish and just and open my eyes to um, how beautiful uh, our world is and uh, how much it probably needed this break. And I'm probably going to take a load of girls with me as well. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? Honestly, I think like uh, in terms of the perks, the impact it's having on the environment and like see the um, aerial shots of China when they're in lockdown and the pollution shots and how much it cleared. Yeah. I was running last night and it just everything looked so pretty and I was like oh this world is pretty cool. (laughs) Before COVID-19 we were all talking about climate change and you know we all kind of said well the only way to combat climate change is to almost stop the world and and who knows maybe this is for a better good maybe this is so much bigger than who we are um, and it's it's something to actually help the world who knows. Thank you so, so much for listening to that episode. It genuinely means so much to me and I really, really do appreciate it, especially given how busy everyone is right now. If you found this episode to be useful in some way, shape or form, it would genuinely mean so much to me if you could please rate, review and subscribe to the She Can, She Did podcast and share these episodes with any of your fellow friends in business or just in friends in general, to be honest, to give this series a little boost. Between you and me, rumour has it those numbers help when talking to potential sponsors and don't know about you but I could really use one of those right now (laughs) if you are new to the she can she did podcast and fancy listening to some motivational stories from some pretty incredible female founders to get you through the next few weeks too please feel free to rummage through series one and two of the podcast as well there's some pretty amazing women and stories hiding in there have a great day girls keep going and please do tune in